<laughs> I am tired. <laughs> There's your fucking weird out karaoke. Oh my god. I think I could probably put something a little bit better together. <laughs> oh, are we, is this going to be our introduction? Now? I don't know, but like about the like, I'm your Venus, like make it about performing femininity. Oh that's my god. like something. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> my actually. crotch is on fire and I'm tired. Because <laughs> like... I had to get it waxed yeah. because of the beauty standard. Yeah. Nobody that's... likes, nobody likes a. Bearded clam? I don't know where this goes. Oh. That's easy to rhyme, probably. Yikes. <laughs> clam is an easy one. But That's... it's not a word I've ever used to describe my... Speaking of clams, welcome to the Sea Eggs podcast. Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep some of that in or not, but I guess we'll find out. That's some gold, Jerry. That's <laughs> some fucking gold. I used to... Whenever, you know, the, the, like, analogism to a sausage party, I always used to think a clam bake was a pretty good clam one. Clam jam. Yeah, clam jam. Yeah. But, like, clam bake is an actual thing, you know. That's they true. Do in... A clam jam is not. Yeah. But then again, a sausage party isn't really a thing that you do oh, very I often, except in, in Germany, maybe. In Germany. Perhaps in Germany you have a Bratwurst fest. <laughs> I think it's just Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's more about the beer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Than, than they have the sausage but fest But you have to have your out. sausage and your pretzels to absorb all the beer. Oh, that sounds really good, but also really bad right now. Yeah. I've been trying to... Uh, just not put anything super gross into my body because I'm sick. <laughs> so trying to drink lots of tea. I had 10 pots of tea yesterday. <laughs> Can you see through time? <laughs> Luckily, it was mostly chamomile citrus. Uh, did you sleep through time? Pretty much. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling today? You were feeling really crappy when you were coming back from Portalon. Yeah, I today I feel worse than I did yesterday, which is oh, no, no fun. I kind of receded. I was like, Super sore throat, and then yesterday I was just sniffly but feeling better, and then today I have both the sore throat and sniffles. Oh. Uh. Well, we'll try not to lick anything near you. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I don't think I'm contagious anymore, but that's apparently good. when I came home, I uh, I went to Portland and came home on the train and got home at, like, midnight, and then Ed woke up sick the next day. <laughs> it's like It might not have come from you. That's possible. But that's a pretty short incubation period. It's like eight hours. That's what I said. <laughs> that's that is what she. That's literally what she said. Yeah, but like he was like, "No, you gotta be sick," and I'm like, "Shit." <laughs> it could have been. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. Not like yeah. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. I technically sort of am. <laughs> I You're have a, uh, just it's a habit. I have or a hobby. I have credentials. A hobbyist epidemiologist. I have credentials. Technically, my degree as a master's of public health person, I could work as an epidemiologist, mm. which apparently pays like a hundred thousand dollars. Like, why don't I do that? Why, why am I so interested in, like, the social aspect of health instead of just, like, doing math about microbes? Oh, that's why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't sound very exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't have a guest today. Yeah. That, yeah, it just sort of fell through at the last minute, so we thought we'd still get together and... Yeah, and we haven't seen each other for a week. So, Katie, how was your week? And I'll catch you up on mine. Oh, it was fine. <laughs> I just don't... I never want to be a... I never want to be an Eeyore. A bother, you know? <laughs> but hammer my tail back on because I'm still kind of in the dumps. Oh, yeah. A little bit, yeah. I thought I was getting the flu. Uh, it, it really makes me think of that, that like quote, quote from Wayne's World, where he's like, I thought I had mono once for an entire year. Turns out I was just really bored. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of how I was feeling because I really, like on Wednesday I was at work and I just was so dizzy. Like I was faint. I, I felt like hell. And uh, so I was like, well, I'm going home and uh, not going to come in tomorrow and probably won't come in Friday. Yeah. So I felt like I was getting the flu, but it never materialized. But I was exhausted. I didn't move at all mm-hmm. on Thursday or Friday. Like I didn't leave the house, which is very unusual for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't You'd like, like to being, walk. I do. And I don't like being housebound, but I just had no energy for anything. I watched so much television, like a crazy amount of TV. Yeah. So. It's uh, so we're in the midst of some crazy typhoon or something, even though it's like in theory, yeah, in theory, it's like all this prep and hype about like the biggest storm that we've ever seen mm-hmm. is coming to British Columbia. So <laughs> batten down your hatches, mateys. There's um, nothing. A bunch of people lost power in Kitsilano yesterday. Oh, boo, past, fucking who? Past guest Steve Venegas was hunting for firewood because <laughs> he's so rugged. <laughs> he's a very rugged gentleman. <laughs> but uh. 
We didn't lose any power here. I don't know if you lost any out in the U.S. Not a bit. Not a bit. It just looked blustery as fuck. Um, we lost a bit of our lilac tree. Oh, no. Just a little branch snapped off, so I'm make some lilac wine with that. <laughs> I don't know. Just You're just quoting Jeff Buckley. Yes. <laughs> oh, you nerd. Everybody's yeah. a nerd today. That's, yes. I'm just decrying everyone is a nerd. Yeah. That's and fine. I just, nerds. I was remembering all these storms that I used to have when I lived in Gibsons where we would have like these huge windstorms and they would blow trees everywhere and one tree took out our balcony. Mm. And so I had this crazy fever dream last night where we were recording and a tree blew into the window of the shanty shack. And did we die? No, but That's we just, good. but we recorded it. Like, oh, a tree. We like, yeah, and we didn't fuck. stop. No. And then we kept Very going professional. <laughs> You know, nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop We were prepared. I, uh, I kept the power on my battery, like everything on my laptop charged up so that in case the power goes out, we can still keep going. Yeah. So we're Pro- super professionals. That but is great. this crazy storm has not really materialized. No. And you did a lot of prep for it. I did. I, and you um, were feeling kind of resentful about it. <laughs> a little storm resentment. Yeah. I, uh, I think maybe that's part of why I was feeling so lousy. I, I, don't, I don't know, like the drop in barometric pressure or, or whatever. That's like, what could my have... friend Ryan said. He was just like, I've had a headache for three days. Like yeah. the pressure system. Just kind low. of, it really, whatever it was, got really in concert with uh, the sort of like low degree, I would call it like dystymic depression that mm-hmm. I've been feeling for the last few months. And it just like combined and was like, why even bother going out? Like, just just eat the storm chips. I've eaten a lot of storm chips over the last few days. But I did. I did so much prep. Like, I went and bought a bunch of non-perishable foods that could be eaten that had some form of nutrients in them. So, like, like tuna kits with crackers and, yeah. you know, applesauce packages and that kind of stuff. And beef jerky and, and whatnot, just in case the power went out for a long time. Because... Mm-hmm. Last year, I don't know if it was... It was the two-day power outage that was pretty significant. Like, stuff in our fridge went bad. Ours was only out for, like, seven or eight hours, but it, like, we... I live in a high-rise, right? Like, you can't... (laughs) There's really no way in or out other than the elevators. Were, last year when you when the power went out, were you stuck in the apartment? Uh, as far as I know, like I don't, I truly don't know if the elevators work in a power outage. That's or freaky. Not. It's freaky, which is why I didn't. Which another reason why I didn't want to leave the house at all was kind of like I don't want to be trapped outside. That seems like a design flaw. It well, that's why I'm like I don't know if it. Yeah. I have no idea. So I could look it up, I guess. But uh, <laughs> sorry. But it's it's honestly, I think I kind of needed an excuse to just do nothing for yeah. a couple of days. And I, I really had like designs of the idea that oh, I would go over uh, the stuff I want to say. I'm I'm hosting the Big Rock Show tomorrow, uh-huh. and uh, it's the first time I've hosted a major comedy show. Major, any comedy show. It's not the first time I've hosted something, but certainly the first time I've done this for like the tricycle comedy, like the collective I belong with. So. Um, I, I was like, oh, I'll practice that. I'll like add to it. I'll, I'll write little bits yeah. for it or whatever. I just didn't like, <laughs> I didn't, I wrote something two weeks ago, but I didn't touch it again till today. So I just didn't have the energy for anything. But like the storm was kind of like an excuse to hunker down inside. I yeah. feel like a lot of people were doing that. It's like, oh, it's going to be blustery. I've got all my candles, my wine, my snacks, my board games. Exactly. Wine. Like, and, oh, then and I threw my like deliver. sobriety <laughs> challenge out the window too. Oh. Cause I, I made it like three weeks and I had right. one, I made it, I had one drink over Thanksgiving cause it was with my family and yeah. you're not allowed to not drink with my family. It feels like a little bit, but I just had like one wine. And then last night I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, what am I even doing this for? I'm bored. <laughs> so I had some drinks. It was nice, but I was kind of like, ah, I didn't, maybe I didn't really miss this that much. There you go. Nice to know. So it's good. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll just be drinking less now than I was before, probably just because it just, and beer makes me feel really bad. Beer makes me feel really bad. I love it. Yeah. I think it tastes wonderful. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I love getting flights. I like the ritual of beer mm-hmm. and how it's like kind of masculine mm-hmm. a little. Is that weird to like it that for that reason? No. Nope. It just kind of makes me feel like, yeah, I'm a bit of a dude lady. So I, I kind of like, I, I don't want to be like, oh, I can't have beer. I can't go to like the brew house. I got to go have wine or a vodka soda. So I've noticed that beer makes me feel really crappy. And then I was in Portland all week. <laughs> Tell us about Portland. <laughs> it's, uh, I also found out that I'm allergic to hops. I found this out in Portland. Where Uh-oh. Even to go get cider. It's like dry hopped cider. I was like, no. My mouth itches. So like I tried a tasting flight at this, uh, this one place called Burnside Brewing. Oh yeah, I know it. Yeah. I know it and, well. And it was funny because uh, my friend Aaron and I were just like, hey, can we pick like this and that? They're like, oh no, we don't do, like we do flights, but you don't get to pick. You can either have the top six of the menu or the bottom six or all 18. And we're like okay, we'll try the top six. And, uh, I got to try a few. And then the, the ones like Erin had mentioned that she's allergic to a certain kind of wheat or yeast, um, like the Belgian stuff. So I'm like, I'll have the Belgian ones. 
And it's my favorite kind. I don't really like the Belgian ones that much, but it's I, my favorite kind of beer. Nice. It's very strong. It is very strong. And uh, then she was like, well, maybe you're allergic to hops. And then I like drank one of the IPAs and then I was like, I'll just monitor this. And then, yeah, like my throat got all tickly and that's, I feel heartburn all the time. So then I took a antihistamine and it went away. So I'm like, oh, maybe that's the heartburn that I'm getting from beer is actually just an allergy. Could be. So that yeah. is nice to know. <laughs> to know, I guess. Yeah. It's good so. to know what, what makes you feel bad. And it's, it's hard to kind of accept it sometimes if it's something that you enjoy. Yeah. But luckily, like, the taste of IPAs and stuff were starting to not really do it for me I don't, anyway. I don't care for them at all. Yeah. I don't like how prevalent they are and how it's like, that's what you drink if you're a beer person is you yeah. have IPAs. I'm like, I don't need something to have 85 IBUs to yeah. feel like a man. <laughs> I had a really delicious rose water... Uh, ghost, like a rose ghost. Like you got it's a rosewater a, ghost? It's like, a, it's a, is it a goes or a goze or something like that where it's Let's a, call it goze. No, it's not though. <laughs> it's some kind of Belgian-y goose? type. It's like a sour. Okay. Sort of like a Kolsch, but it's like a ghost. It's, <laughs> anyway. like, a, it's like a ghost kind I don't of? Know. I keep hearing ghost. Yeah, so. You had a rose ghost. It was really delicious. So that was my favorite. That's good. Beer. Um, but I went to Portland to see some friends. Mm-hmm. and just do a little bit of music making. I played at a wedding up in a mountain. Uh, Inside like a, of the mountains? Well, it was at a summer camp on a mountain. That's but really it was cool. Like pouring, That's very Oregon. It was very cute, and it was definitely pouring rain the whole time, so yeah. it was very Oregon. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> and we, uh, we played music around a fire in a big, um, like, the lodge nice. at the camp, which was very sweet, and met some nice people from Iowa and Minnesota, mm-hmm. and they are just like, oh, Minnesota, it's oh, just, gosh. you're from Canada, that's the same thing. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't think it is, but thank it's, you. I think it's a little similar. <laughs> it's very much like rural Ontario, probably, right. and also Prince is from there, Yeah, which is wild. That's Was pretty, from there. Yeah. No, oh, Prince. Yeah. Womp womp. So... That was really fun. It was a little bit exhausting, though, of a weekend. So I felt super social. And the fact that we were, like, I drove down there with my friend, and she's lovely, so we just, like, chatted the whole time. Um, And so then I was already kind of chatted out. Mm. And then we went to this wedding, and we had to chat with everybody. Well, Mm. had to. But, like, Mm -hmm. there wasn't anywhere to really have alone time at. And then we also just, like, wandered around Portland together, and so I didn't really have any alone time then. And it got to the point where I was like... I know this is rude, but while we're at brunch, can I just read my book? And she was like, that's fine. I don't but think that's rude. It's it's a little rude. I don't know. It's, yeah. We read our books all the time when yes. we go out to lunch together. It's so. true. And I really like that. And I like having friends that are cool with me doing that. Cause... Yeah, I like alone together time is nice for me. Yeah. I'm not the most affectionate person in the world, which mm-hmm. I think b- bewilders some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realize that I just, like, I don't like prolonged physical contact with people for the most part. And I, I'm starting to think, like, do I have a problem with intimacy? Mm-hmm. I might, because I don't think I used to. And, and just in the last few years, I've kind of been like, every time someone, like, reaches to give me a hug and I don't know them super well. I've gotten less huggy, too. So maybe it's an age thing. <laughs> I, I wonder. Know. I wonder. Like, I thought I would become more, like, I'm more emotionally soft as time goes on, but I'm less, like, into, like, a good snuggle or something like it's not like I don't like it it's just something that I don't seek out very often and sometimes yes. I don't really want to be when we used to have like cuddle puddles when we were younger <laughs> we just aren't like that anymore though yeah. and I, that's fine for me I just mm-hmm. I feel awkward when I'm like in a pretzel with like three friends or something it's mm-hmm. just kind of like well here we are <laughs> who has to fart <laughs> <laughs> somebody always does someone always does oh, just ask man. Um, but I had a weird experience in Portland. Tell me. Um, my band goes down and plays a house party um, basically once a year, and it's been going on for like 13 years. So mm-hmm. it's a really close-knit group of people. Right. I've been going the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and then I met, I missed last year because I let my passport run out. <laughs> and this year when I went back, it was very interesting because normally we play like the Saturday night show. You hang out all Saturday with everybody. And then you play, like, a late-night set, and then you, like, hang out by the fire, and it's just a really nice sort of time. Mm -hmm. This time, just due to circumstances in that wedding that we played, and, like, schedules with, like, all the other band members had, like, little kids with them and stuff, it just, we played a Sunday afternoon set. Mm -hmm. So my friend and I, like, rolled up, played the show, and then we're basically, like, ready to leave after that. So there wasn't, like, a lot of hangout time. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I got in the door... These amazing, lovely people that I hadn't seen in a year were like, oh, Christina, hey, how are you doing? We missed you last year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I one guy, like, you know, tapped me. It's like, Chris, like, I've been playing your YouTube videos for friends because that song that you sang two years ago got stuck in my head. And so I just, wow. like, 
play it for folks. And another person was like, oh, can you play that one song? And she like named an original song of mine. And she's like, I've been listening to your demos on SoundCloud. And I'm just like, that's really nice. But like, it was too much. Yeah. It was like, I think because I was already so socialed out that I was just Mm. like, ah, so (laughs) I didn't know how to process it. Yeah. And it just felt like it was so earnest and so kind, but it was, like, just so much. This is a taste of what it must be like to actually be a celebrity. Yeah, eh? and it was this, like, low-level thing that I was just like, I don't know how to process this at all. But I'm not really into having this, like, connection at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then I felt really bad because everyone there is so nice. It's Portland. Like, everybody's really friendly. And these people are, like, just so caring, and they're just, like, they sang along with all of our songs. Like, it was really nice yeah and I just had to say to everybody like I'm really sorry like I actually don't want to hang out I'm gonna take my book and go sit at a bar (laughs) by myself and read because I just haven't had any time to myself for a while yeah and they were all incredibly nice incredibly understanding they're like come back next year hang out more you know and I really want to make an effort next year to like hang out at the house party yeah and like like, actually schedule time to yourself yes but like acclimatize a little bit to Mm -hmm. not just go in and everyone be like hey 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 but I was like, yeah, apparently I've got fans in Portland, this little like niche, there is something, which is so weird. <laughs> it's so, it's so awesome. It's so flattering. Um, but it's also odd. Like there's mm-hmm. some kind, there's some kind of oddness of not actually being a celebrity, but having people like have an emotional connection with something that you've done. Mm-hmm. It's happened to me a couple of times with comedy, like people that I'm like already acquaintances with in my life, not, mm-hmm. not super close, but people I've maybe gone to done classes with who somehow come out and see me, yeah. seen me or who listen to the podcast or whatever. And they tell me about it and I don't know how to react to it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's the, I don't think it's that I don't like being told those things is just don't know what the proper reaction is yeah. or what they want out of the situation because they've got more em- emotional intimacy with me yes. than the other way around. Like they've seen something into like my own psyche and my own art- artistic process. I know it sounds so wanky. It but does it's sound wanky, true. but it's, I mean, it's a real thing I think. And, yeah. and to just to have someone who already ha- has kind of like a bit of an intimate connection with something that's like been from inside of you. Yeah, and they're like, that thing that you made means a lot to me and I listen to it all the time is kind of like... And then you feel like a bit of pressure to live up to it, I mm-hmm. think, maybe. Yeah. Whereas when nobody gives a shit, it's kind of just like, oh, a little bit of applause is nice or Yeah, whatever, and then but... it's like, oh, I'm just doing this for me and I'm glad you had a good time, which yeah. is why I love you know, performing, uh, like, improvised music, and then it's just kind of gone, and we all had a really good time together. Totally. But, like, now that I've actually put a few songs down in, like, recording, it's like they're tangible, and people have now listened to them, and which is really great, and I think that's what you're supposed to do. It mm-hmm. just is something that I'm not super familiar with. But it also lit a fire under my ass, so mm-hmm. there were a bunch of different people that I saw, friends that I haven't seen in a while, that were just like, oh, are you still playing music? Ah, uh, not really. Not not that much anymore. Oh, are you still writing songs? Oh, I haven't really written any songs mm-hmm. for the last, like, four years. I've just still got these ones that I'm still kind of figuring out. And it just kind of, again, made me feel weird and guilty for, like, not keeping up mm. with my artistic stuff. Because it's like, well, I love my new job in, like, politics, and it's really cool. Yeah. And then this podcast feels very creatively fulfilling to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I'm expending a lot of energy. And then the rest of the time, I'm just, like, very tired. <laughs> yeah, I that's, yeah. I think that's something that I, I really have a hard time just, like, figuring out what is what is part of, like, this depression that I'm going through right mm-hmm. now. Like, is it it's just, is it is it that or is it that I'm tired or is it that I am putting too much energy into one thing and then not another or something? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's been very hard for me and I've been very inside my own head the last week for sure and part of that like I don't I don't have you to yammer at all day on on gchat like it's very easy to just sort of spit things out and then it doesn't stay stuck in my craw yeah Um, but when I kind of keep going over it over it and I end up doing like personal writing or something then um you know, I, I get too analysis-y with mm-hmm. it, and analytical, I guess is the, probably the word that I was sure. looking for. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm just thinking, like, I'm having a hard time enjoying things lately. I do like this. I like this yeah. a lot, but I don't feel pressure about yes. it. Whereas with comedy, uh, I feel like people are very aware of the fact that I'm not, again, it comes back to, like, the whole, like, what, are, what do other people think? Like, what yeah. it, versus, and I, I got into not quite a fight. But just sort of like I kind of told someone off at uh, at the open mic last week. Oh. Um, or the week before, I guess. I okay. don't, I don't know 
know if I talked about it on, uh, but I, I, I had a couple of experiences with people in the local comedy community who were being very prescriptive about the kind of things you need to do to be successful. Okay. And this has come up before. Like we've yeah. done this in like the special episode that we did back in April or whatever right. it was. And, um, just like people saying like, oh, don't complain that shows are late. Like you just give up your, like you give up all your free time to do this. That's what this is. Mm. I was like, I don't, that doesn't sound fun to me. And that's much easier for you as someone who's 20 or 21 to do that. Like you don't know, you have no idea how much more energy you have right now than you're going to in 10 years. Mm -hmm. Like you have no clue how bad it's going to tank. And that's something that I've been feeling really hard lately is like, it kind of goes with the anhedonia of, of being slightly depressed. Like I'm not deeply depressed. I'm kind of fine. My life is all right, but I'm just like, I don't like whatever. Anhedonia as in not getting enjoyment. I'm not getting pleasure out of things the way I usually do. Um, you know, like I, I do still feel good sometimes. Like I take a hot bath and go for a walk, those kinds of things. Like they make my body feel better, but like, uh, trying to figure out, like, would you want to watch a movie? Like, I guess. Like, what do you want to watch? I don't fucking know. Like, I don't I don't know what I want. What do you want to eat? Like, I don't care. Like, who gives a shit mm. kind of thing. Like, I don't, I don't know what I want. Everything's foggy. Everything's a little bit gray. That sounds like depression to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. And it is. It's just, like, I don't feel sad. I just feel, like, worn out. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just realized, like, when I was... The last time I went through a depression, I was 21, but that was a sad depression. Mm-hmm. I was sad because I lost a bunch of things. And now I'm just like, Ugh. I don't know how to deal with that very easily because there's no cheering up. Like you can't like inject someone's enjoyment back into them kind of thing. Like it's not a matter. I think that's what MDMA is for. <laughs> well, let's have a big drug party, No, because then, you, then you're, you no. deplete everything and then you feel bad. I don't like MDMA. I'm starting to learn about like the consequences of things <laughs> If yeah. I do something that's fun right now, it's going to feel bad later, so then I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And I just, Oh, no. Learning. Oh, no. Well, I just... I can remember when I first moved out of my parents' house when I was 22, and I lived with a roommate, and I was, like, really close to Main Street, and I just went out all the time. Mm. You know, I was not a band at the time, I did, but I did karaoke, like, every week. I would just go out constantly. Yeah. And it was just, like, there was always something to do, and I always wanted to see my friends, and I saw my friends all the time. And now it, like, feels like a chore, even as much as I want to see them, as mm-hmm. much as I desperately want to see people. It's, like, the wrangling to, like, how's your schedule? How's your energy level? How's all this stuff? Like, it's just so much easier to just stay home and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I've been ending up doing that a lot, and it's not helping. <laughs> but I don't have the energy, and other people kind of don't have the energy, and so it's hard to, like, make that sort of music with people yeah. anymore. Ugh. Which is kind of a, it was sort of a grody feeling, but I realized this as I was sort of being lectured by someone who was much much younger than me. I was right. like, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" First of all, like, and I don't actually feel that aggressive towards this person, but it was kind of like, "What? You don't actually know anything, mm. and I don't even know anything." Like, I'm 31, and I I realize that there are things that my parents know that I'm gonna learn, yes. and be like, "Oh fuck, they were super duper right." Yeah, because that definitely like now that I'm 30, I'm like, "Oh yeah, it does. You do feel old." Yeah. comparatively. And that's like my partner who's 42 is telling me like just wait like it's even just more. Just wait. <laughs> like just the energy level does go down and your body starts to be creaking and cracking and mm-hmm. more pains and aches and stuff and I'm like but how much of that is age and how much of it is like neglecting our bodies like because yeah. he works constantly mm-hmm. and like he used to do Aikido and w- felt a lot healthier so yeah. it's just like how when I used to do a lot more physical exercise and whatever mm-hmm. yoga I felt a lot better, so maybe that's something that can stave off some... Eight. Like there are This is some... just making me think of that article I posted from Redactress. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid asshole doctor recommends exercise as a treatment for depression. <laughs> Stupid asshole doctor. It's like, uh, Dr. Uh, Reynolds, a noted asshole. <laughs> I know, it's so... It's, yeah. But it's true, and it's... But the thing is, is like, finding the motivation to do it. Mm-hmm. There's so many reasons to not do it in the moment, and the actual benefit is with after so much cumulative effort yeah it's very hard because it doesn't have immediate reinforcement the way that overeating does yes so i've like i wonder if there's a pattern of like you have all this energy in your 20s and then in your 30s like i'm sure someone's done studies on this so they're just like you asshole gerontologists or something or whatever but then it's like in your 30s you just start to dip Mm -hmm. and then it's like again in your like 40s or maybe even 50s like you see these 50 year olds that are suddenly like ah, life is short. I need to ride a bike every day and I need to get really into this. Like they, My parents? Yeah. Your mom? My mom. Like, they get all this energy back again because they're like, I need to fucking reclaim all yeah. of this. So technically we they should They generate be... it in themselves. Yeah, yeah, so we should be trying to preempt that. <sighs> but 
but it's really hard. And so, like, I wonder, that's also a cyclical thing that maybe a lot of folks that have kids go through that, where it's like, you know, you lull into your 30s and you get really, like, housebound. you out from them being so young and so needy, then you have more energy to go out and do Yeah, so then, like, once you get out of that, you're suddenly like, oh, this is great, my kids don't need me as much anymore, I'll go do all these things. I'll go play pickleball. But, like, without that like other piece in there yeah. I feel like that's a thing that's kind of missing in my life where I'm like yeah. I'm just tired all the time for no reason yeah and I'm, nothing to show for <laughs> it's 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 hard to like make the space and the time and I think like I, I only work like 30 hours a week mm-hmm. really and I don't know why it's so hard for me to get everything else in there but the idea of like going to work coming home going to the gym coming home again getting a shower and then going out and doing a set considering that I have to drive half an hour always yeah. at least to get to do a set pretty much like that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think, like, what? at what point is it enough? You know, yeah. like, at what point am I going to feel like I'm doing the right balance of things? Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. So. And, like, I, I often find evenings after I get home from work, I'm like, I feel really tired. I just need to decompress. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, it's like 7 o'clock, and now I'm, like, bored. Can I go to bed? It's yeah. like, I could have gone to something else. And then now could be my decompression time kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I just feel so compelled to just like, Gah, at the yeah. end of the day. Like, I don't feel very energized by my job right now. I'm hoping that changes. I, um, I, what I did actually, and you, you have your journal too. Like we were going to be like big <laughs> nerds today and like t- journal friends we're talking about like being kind of in a bad place, but like seeing the, the rope we need to grab to yeah. get out of it kind of. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling I'm just motivated. batting at it right now. I'm not really ready to hold on to it and, like, climb up or be pulled up even. I just, I, I'm just like, I see it. Don't pull it out. Like, I, I'm going to grab it eventually, but I'm just, like, kind of still right now. And so I've been writing on this mm-hmm. feeling a lot. Like, this whole, like, I don't know where my motivation is. I don't know where to find it. So, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I, I feel kind of stuck still. Yeah. I guess I should probably go back to therapy. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Oh, it's expensive. It is. <laughs> I just got benefits from work sweet, and sweet counseling pennies. is included in my benefits, Fucking which aces. is really cool. It's not fully covered, but it's like a lot covered, which is really, that's so I nice. think I might go pursue some like, instead of just like the free counselor that I got from work, yeah. I might pursue something more substantial, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I really, but, it's, it's, I, I, I'm really stuttering a lot today. That's weird. I don't usually have that problem, but uh, I guess I'm just like, Bar- barometric pressure. <laughs> Let's blame it on something Under else. Under pressure. Ding, 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 ding. That's just a dink. <laughs> See, some things are still really funny. Yeah. Dick jokes, always hilarious. Yes. So, yeah, I'm... I'm uh... But but seeing that I have to put a bunch of effort in to start getting good results, yeah. I, like, don't want to. Yeah. I really, I want to join a gym, like, mm-hmm. of some kind. I want to get a trainer. Yeah. I want somebody to put me, I look at um, Ron Funches yeah. as somebody who was like, oh, fuck, like, life is short. Uh, I got to get my hustle on. Like, I need to, like, I've got a son and I got to stay alive a long time so stay I can look alive. after. Oh, my God. <laughs> And he's lost like 150 pounds in the last couple, last year and a half, I think. And he's like always tweeting from the treadmill and stuff. And he looks like a million dollars. He's always been cute. Yes. But he looks really healthy now. Like he just glows from within and like has energy. And I think like, fuck, I need to do that. But that seems like a lot of work, especially because like I'm not on camera all the time. Yeah. So it's like, who actually cares? No one actually cares. You know, my wife thinks I'm cute no matter what. Yeah. And we want to like love ourselves. As we are, but we also want to do good by ourselves as yeah. well, right? So that ourselves that we love will stay around for a long time. Yeah. And it's like, and it's not, it's not about weight or necessarily appearance, but it's about my like inner energy mm-hmm. level for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm never trying to like create a atmosphere of body shaming or like even focus on the fact that I do have a lot of problems with my own body. Like yeah. I've just always have and probably will be fighting with that for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. But I don't like want society. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> denigrate fat bodies. Like there's a lot of really like very like fit and there's people who are not fit or active and it's fine like mm-hmm. there's no my issues are not their issues and yeah. I'm not here to project my issues on them I would like to lose some weight if only because like my knees hurt all the time yeah and like my back hurts all the time and uh, I've developed a new role on my back which I'm not super into I was like oh this doesn't make shirts look as good as I would like so it's like I would, but I also feel guilty about that. Just because, yeah. like, you got to feel guilty about everything if you're Katie fucking Nordgren. <laughs> you got to find a way. Oh, man. There's got to be a better way to feel guilty about this. Yeah. Sucks. Well, 
that does suck. <laughs> I was I was surprised to find myself feeling weird guilt feelings because normally I'm like guilty Teflon, right? Where like <laughs> or guilt Teflon. If it was guilty Teflon, that would be like your frying pan just being like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I burned your egg. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> but like to actually about not not creating enough music and not playing music enough mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But I still just to finish off my Portland trip, sure. like was able to get some alone time that I needed. I went down to Eugene and visited past guest Rachel, mm-hmm. which was really awesome. And to go to her place, I've been to their house like many years in a row for Thanksgiving. Right. And it just felt like coming home to family. Oh, that's and so nice. I just like put on my comfy pants and she got had slippers that were like in my size in the cover. <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny little or no, that's these slippers. That's not true. That's so funny. You my, just invented this? Yeah, my mom has that for me at my house. Rachel does not. How just weird! I just, I just told a lie. You just, just conflated family feelings. Well, I, I guess that's, that's okay. I guess that's nice. So then, then I hung out with like her kid and her husband, and we just had a really nice couple of days. And then I got super sick because I think I had some downtime. Yeah. And then decided to cut my Portland trip short and just like took a twelve-hour transit home <laughs> from Marone. Eugene all the way up to Vancouver with the transfer. In Portland, yeah, where my so. friend, like, met me at the train station with soup, which was really nice. He just gave you some food to yeah. take up. That's yeah. good. So now I'm just kind of feeling sick and sleepy, but I got to be sick in my own bed instead of mm. in somewhere else. It sounds like you're probably on the men's, probably the last bad day. I really hope so. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I just had another random thought about, like, my comfort level. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to change the topic. <laughs> I mean, I, we don't really have a topic. We're yeah. just sort of like shooting the shit here because yeah. we just we're like, well, we gotta stick with our routine and and keep podcasting as even we, when we don't have anything to talk about. As as we said we would, which mm-hmm. is this is a nice goal that I'm happy that we're keeping. I mean, I listen like my favorite one of my favorite podcasts is the Jackie and Lori show, and like what like a, a fifth of their episodes are just like, oh, do we have to keep talking? <laughs> I hate this. This is stupid. Yeah, it's but not I, like they've got like really cohesive things that they talk about yeah. for the most part. But they're so fun. Yeah, I love them. I so. almost had a chance to meet Jackie Cation. Um, except I had to play this other show. Okay. Oh, but I did randomly run into Ian Carmel in a bar. Which is cool. And he's a very nice man. I like him. I just uh, was reading a book, and he was sitting at the bar and then came over and sat, like, right close to me. So I was just, like, looked up from my book. I was like, hi, Ian Carmel. Um, I'm being introverted over here with a book. He's like, well, thank you for extroverting yourself and saying hi. And I was like... Uh, if you ever come to Vancouver, want to be on a podcast and gave him a sticker and he put it, he put it on his little notebook. That's nice. Yeah. Nice little mystery in Carmel. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I dig him. I I actually saw him when I was in Portland, not nice. like face to face as you did, but I saw him play the Revolutionary Hall, yeah. which was a really cool venue. Uh, I think where they had the finale of the All Jane Festival. That's where Marie and Jackie were playing and I really wanted to go see them. Yeah. That would have been a cool show. I heard up. that Jackie killed. And nice. I would just, I, I've seen her once here. I think I actually saw her open for Maria at the mix once. Okay. Uh, but I really want to see her do like an hour. Yes. I really, I just love her. Yes. Her special is so fucking funny. Nice. Have you seen it? I haven't actually. Well, I then should. Come on over and see it sometime because it's called This Would Make an Excellent Horcrux and it's really hilarious. That's awesome. She's just delightful. I love her. Um, But I was saying about like just comfort randomness. I realized that I have three stages of clothing because as I've been sick at home, (laughs) I like stages. I have my pajamas. Uh And then when I'm like, oh, I'm still in my pajamas, I have like a second level of like in-house comfort Like a nicer clothing. pajama? So that's what I'm currently in. Okay. okay. So I have these jeans from Old Navy that are basically like cotton mm-hmm. and they're, I got them a size too big. So they're like super loose and comfy mm-hmm. and then just like a big cardigan yep. and a scarf. Yep. But then it still kind of looks like I'm wearing clothes. Like I could leave the house in this pretty... You'd look- Perfectly nice. Yes, but it's like they're so comfy, and this yeah. is like, and then I have my like going to work clothes or whatever. Sure. But it's like as soon as I come home from work, I will switch into like phase two, mm-hmm. and then into phase one. <laughs> I'm I fully dirtbag at home. You should. My pajamas are disgusting. Like they're horrible <laughs> to look upon. But I keep like I'm I'm. I am an obsessive washer of clothes. Like I, I would, I, my big problem is I don't want anything to ever smell bad. Oh yeah. So I don't really care of its condition. So I'll like have shirts till they fall apart. Cause I wear them once and wash them. Right. Like oh, I, I'm not okay. somebody who will wear the same pajamas three times in a row. I'm like, no fresh pajamas every night. Mm. Fresh pajamas. When I walk in the door, I whip my pants off, put on my PJ pants. Just, just... fresh. Like, oh man, that's kind of luxury. <laughs> well, it is, yeah. I mean, I, I like have, it. I have in suite laundry, which is a total oh. luxury in the, in the greater Vancouver regional yeah. district. So I, uh. I do a lot of laundry, and I just, like, yeah, I'm a clean dirtbag. I look like 
I look like it's I'm just holding the holes together with little bits of fabric, kind of. Like, there's always bleach stains over everything because I always wear them to do my hair. So I'm just gross. I don't really bring it at home. I don't buy very nice things for myself. <laughs> I got a I got this giant cardigan or sweater that I'm wearing. I was just going to say that sweater is really lovely. From Old Gravy. Yes. It's giant. Like, this would be a dress, like, to your knees on you, I think, because it's, like, pretty much a dress on me. Great. Which is, is very comfortable. That's perfect fall styles. You've got yeah. some either leggings or, you know. Yeah, my giant jeans on too. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just really sweater. bringing it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's podcast and wear. You got to sound comfortable. <laughs> oh, <sighs> man. I was having some thoughts about Portland as well because the houses there are so beautiful. They're gorgeous. Like and Queen my friends have this amazing house. They actually got it from like a rockabilly guy. <laughs> so when they bought it, the house is neon green with like a skull mural on the, <laughs> on the garage door. And my friend Jesse, who bought it, was just like, I love it. And this house looks like an upright bass sounds like. <laughs> And his wife was like, so we're remodeling. He's like, do we have to? <laughs> but there's still remnants in the kitchen. They have, like, uh, neon green and black, like, checkerboard floors in the into kitchen. It. I'm very into that. It's really good. I have a very brightly colored but, house, But, like, though. they have this beautiful house that they, like, own. Huff. And then, like, people are, are telling me about, like, their other, like, house things. And then I was talking to my other friend, and I mentioned that, like, something, something about our rent. And she's like, you rent? I thought you guys owned that house. I was like, oh, good lord. <laughs> Oh, good, sweet That's lord. adorable. But it's like, because, like, you know, your partner's lived there for, like, 20 years. I'm like, yeah, renting. It's precarious as fuck, and I feel really unstable about it, and I don't like talking about it. And so it's I was hard. just, like, I was feeling a little of that, like, I don't want to be pushed out of the place that I grew up in mm-hmm. just because it's too expensive. Yeah. Which seems like that's how it's going, which is really sad to be because yeah. I grew up here and this is where like I feel like my heart is. Yeah. So I don't oh, want to totally. have to move. Yeah, I really feel that. I uh, I mean, I'm uh, in a fairly stable position because we do own our apartment. But the thing is, like, the apartment cost way more than my parents' house did when yes. they bought it. Like, and they bought a parcel of land and built the house from scratch, right? And And I just got this tiny little 900 square foot apartment that you know and we're very grateful that we have the ability to live in it but the thing is like with our incomes it sounds if you just look at it on paper it looks like we're rich yeah but it doesn't go very far at all like we we have so many bills like we pay we maybe make the money but it all goes back out right away like car payment house payment Mm -hmm. electricity like everything it's just the, the discretionary income that's left over is so small i know i was trying to budget today before you got here i was actually looking at budget apps because I'm, like, trying to look into, like... You did a weird Mr. Burns hand thing when you I said that. I like, did. You're like, well, my dollars. That's very funny. I like it. I you just think about money, you're like, excellent. It's totally unconscious. But it's like, my rent is pretty low, so I should be saving tons of money, but it just still it's goes away. It's so fucking hard. And so I'm trying to, like, budget out some stuff. Um, like the thing where it rounds up to the next dollar and then saves that amount or, or whatever. something. Yeah. So like there is like, I've got like a payroll loan program out of my work that I can sign up for, which I need to start doing or not loan payroll savings or whatever. Right. So they would deduct something. I'm going to go to my bank and talk to them about like, how can I consolidate all this like credit shit? Do you have a line of credit on your de- debit card? No. Yeah. You gotta get one of them. Yeah. They wouldn't give one to me when I asked. No. <laughs> those fuckers. They were like, your credit is horrible. <laughs> we will not give you one. I was oh, like, dear. no. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I went to Scotland for grad school. <laughs> Shit. Ah, but your life is rich in experience. Oh my God. <laughs> Face. <laughs> yeah. Money's scary. We don't have to keep talking about it if you it's don't want fine, to. It's fun. But like, I just, I don't know. I'm trying to work out some budgetary things and trying to be more responsible. And I feel like winter is the time to do that, I guess. Like, you hunker down, you store your little acorns. <laughs> Very squirrely. Your toonies. Yeah. <laughs> Stop eating those. Those coins have been... A, we don't know where. <laughs> They're covered in urine. Just, just, just pee-pee coins. God, in the States, their money is so gross. I hate paper bills. Ugh, and it's, like, I so papery. Like, yeah, I like our plastic ones. But... Yeah. It's like, I had one that was like, it looked like a used snot rag, like hanky. It's, disgust, it's disgusting. Yeah. Ew. 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 Um, but then. I like, I like Portland. Whatever. Just trying to like adults. So like trying to get my finances in order. Got to go to the dentist. I like, I realized there's like a yoga studio above my work that I should go to. And 
I mean, there's <sighs> there's like fitness classes at SFU, you know, mm-hmm. I just have to, but it's like across campus. And okay. Just, I, I got us back onto the, griping about stuff. I'm sorry. No, just, I mean, this is just the griping, gripingest episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I'm trying to What's get... What's eating Gilbert grape? <laughs> <laughs> but just about, you know, you said that you see the rope dangling and now I'm like... I'm, like, holding it, so now I'm going to try to, like, hoist myself up on it a little bit. That's clever. That's I also, smart. I offloaded some extracurricular responsibilities, which oh, is nice. that's the best. I, I normally teach a workshop twice a year, and it was coming up again, and I was like, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, I know this one person who is amazing and is actually teaching a lot of workshops on this topic. Why don't I ask if she would do this one as well? And she was like, I'm so excited for that opportunity, and I actually know this organization, and I work with it. I'm like, cool, that right connection on. makes way more sense. Yeah. So thank you for taking, here's the PowerPoint that I used. She's like, this is awesome, thank you, and mm-hmm. now that's off my plate. Nice. Which is really lovely. So I don't have a lot of things really that good. I have to do in the that's next really little good. while. I think I have to start building some things in that I have to do. Okay. I, um, like scheduling certain things I guess yeah. like I well like I was talking about wanting really wanting to get a trainer or something and I I don't know what's what's freaking me out about it a bit is one that I've just had a lot of physical pain in my body lately like yep. I'm going I'm going to get an RMT massage tomorrow from this this guy who was listed as being like really good at the deep tissue stuff oh, I'm yeah. like it's gonna hurt so bad but I have like a lot of really like painful points in my body and mm-hmm. so it's but it's really hard to go and work out when you're like am I gonna make this worse yes that's true actually um, and the other thing is there's this like weird sort of like I don't think it's as intense as CrossFit, but like a pretty heavy duty weightlifting gym that opened near nearby me that claims to do like really personalized stuff that I'm, I'm curious about. You want to be like strong and buff, right? I really, I want to be really buff. Like I'd like to have some big fucking so that muscles. you can really cosplay that chick from that video Oh game. God, Zarya from Overwatch, a game that I've never played because I don't play games. Um, <laughs> you but just look like her and she's hot. I look a lot like her. Uh, <laughs> but there's this, the thing that's, the dumbest thing is keeping me from going in and talking to someone in there. Uh, besides just being like, well, I'm depressed and chubby, and so they're going to be like, you're a lost cause. They're totally not going to be like, they're going to see me as like a walking burlap sack with a dollar sign on it. <laughs> so but they've got this like, show us your squat p- poster outside, which is just like a life-size poster of someone in a super deep squat. And I'm like, I physically cannot do that. My knees are wrecked. Like, they're so bad already. Like, I can't get down that far and then get back up. It makes a horrible noise. Oof. Like my, it just getting up off the, like if I'm on my knees and I get up off the ground, it's like, it's an awful sound. Yikes. Yeah. And so I'm like, but I'm going to the doctor on Monday. I'm be like, do I have arthritis? Like, do I have something wrong with my joints? Cause it's really painful. And you know, if she says yes, then well, what can I do? Like, can I go see like a physiotherapist or yeah. something like that? Uh, and if not, if it's just like, well, you just have to build up the muscles around that and, and you know, take glucosamine or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but then you've then... got sort of a plan at least. But well, I, exactly. I hear you about not wanting to, like, make something worse. Yeah. By, like, okay, I just need to work out all the time. It's like, if you just started to go running because you thought you had to, you might fuck up your knees even more. You yeah. would fuck up your knees even more because running Seriously. is terrible. It's really bad for your knees. And I have, like, bad hips. I just have, like, bad joints in my family. Um, and Is that why you, like... Smoking, smoking joints? joints? Yes, I do. And yes, it is. Uh, very clever. But I was just, like, looking at that, going, like, thinking, like, they're not even going to offer me a modified version of that. Like, they're going to be like, no, you have to do it exactly like this. And that's, I'm just projecting, like, my fear yeah. and assuming that that's going to be the actual outcome, as opposed to, like, hey, these are people whose job is to make something work for you. Yes. And who and actually want you to succeed. You're employing them, sort of, yeah. and they have to work for you in a way that exactly for you. <laughs> well, exactly. And I just bet that that really butts up against my whole, like... I have to not make trouble for anyone. Like uh-huh. I have to, I have to be no maintenance for anyone else, and also take care of everybody else. And this is like, like this, this is, is the, the thing. Recurring theme of this your... is the recurring theme of my whole entire life, and that's something that I was. <laughs> I wrote this huge thing. Like when I was having a really bad day, uh, I wrote a two thousand five hundred word something that I called the Kate of the Union. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a cheek. That's cute. And I just, like, I have, like, I've got my sort of human relationships as a, as a, a theme in here. And so what I, you, is see, it, you can see that I, I wow, did. Wow, it's actually coherent, too, because when I journal, I just, like, word I'm, vomit. I am painfully organized. Like, I can't have data that isn't well organized. You should see every, like, folder on my computer at work. Everything's so tidy. Like, hmm. it just, I need to know where everything is. It has to go in its logical place. So I've got, like, 
here's relationships. Here's how like my friendships and relationships go. And goals. Um, here's the overall goals, and here are some of the things I could do to make these things happen. Wow. Um, get out of there. And uh, like all these plots of work. Uh, this huge. Here's my goals. Here's the things that I could do. Creativity, health. And I think finance, the leisure I put in there, I was like, bitch, relax. <laughs> it was the first line. <laughs> you don't have to feel guilty for finding pleasure and not being constantly available to everyone. It's not healthy for you. You think it helps your anxiety to check every social media thing all the time and to always look at your phone, but it fucking doesn't. Read a book, listen to a podcast, go have fucking fun, ask people to hang out and be fine if they say no. You know, like Great. these things that are just like, this is just me telling myself off, right? And money, like... We don't really have money problems. It just feels like we do because we maintain things so closely. Like, Mm -hmm. we have to be very careful, but it's fine. And my overall takeaway was, Katie, your wants and needs are actually important, and you can have them met. You may need to negotiate for them and have hard talks, but you are entitled to make a life that centers your own happiness. People may bristle at a more self-focused and self-interested you, and that's fine. They'll get used to it. Holy shit. You can take time you need to love and fulfill yourself. But I was like, oh, sounds fake, but okay. (laughs) Like, I wrote this to myself. And it's ridiculous that I just have such difficulty with this because I'm like, well, what if people don't like me anymore? Uh-huh. If that's how I am. What if people only like me because I do things for them? Well, then they're turds. Right? But the <laughs> I, I think like as being somebody who has been like abandoned before. Yeah. That the fear of that is very powerful, even if it's not practical. Like it's not going to happen. I'm very tightly integrated into my various communities and I haven't committed any like venal sins or yeah. anything like I'm a nice person and people generally want good things for me, but I still have it in my head that people like want to see me fail. Mm. It's so hard to get rid of that. And I think that's why I like therapy is so important Yes, because then you have someone like, well, is that true? Well, it feels true, but is it true? But it feels true. Like, but it's not true. And you'll, that feeling will go away if you actually do like basically cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Like you have to do the thing you're afraid of, find out that it's not going to be a huge problem. And you have to do that like a hundred times before it actually becomes your habit. And that's just like, it's just, oh, I have to work hard at more things. (laughs) But that's a really important one. Yeah. I'll die if I don't probably. That's like the most important one that will then help a lot of the other stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like waiting for like some flowy floaty goddess to come down from heaven and just be like, it's cool. Everybody be nice to Katie. And like, okay, thanks Gaia or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, it's, it, I'm so needy for things to be external, like for people yeah. to like come into my life and be like, oh, it's fine if you don't, you know, mm-hmm. but just realizing that like, if someone's upset with me, they will not be upset with me forever. Yeah. And if they are, that's really their problem. They're expending a lot of energy on that. <laughs> I just do that so much. I get so hurt by things and Aww. I just like, it makes it such a big deal. It's so stupid. Ah, stop it. Boo. Me. <laughs> Boo. Boo, indeed. I definitely, definitely see the, like, appeal of all of, like, the self-help books and stuff like that, where it's like, here's a quick, easy fix to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And all of that is so appealing, but it just never works. You nope. do have to actually plow through some shit. Yeah, like, I I don't think I've ever finished that Emily Gordon book. Mm-hmm. It just, like, it just was too something. I don't know. It's just like, It ugh. felt like it was aimed more at teen girls than yeah. adult women. Yeah. But I'm sure a lot of people got a lot out of it. I think there were some very helpful things, but it's just a lot of things I already know, but just have a hard time implementing. Because, like, the way something feels around it is is so motivating, like, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I think, like, how depending on how the idea of something makes you feel. Um, for example, like, uh, being invited out somewhere mm-hmm. with people, if I don't particularly want to go, but I feel like I have to, mm-hmm. then I'll feel, like, guilt and... Like, this idea that, oh, just guilt, I guess. Like, yeah. instead of just going, like, oh, well, I don't really want to do it. Or in the sense, like, I'm going to do this thing even though I don't want to. So it's guilt and unenjoyment. A bit of a, a, bit like, of a like, I'm suffering through this for yeah, somebody. When I could just say, you know, I don't really feel like doing that. Like, maybe another time. And then that would be fine. Like, maybe the other people would be disappointed. Maybe they think I was a dick. But ultimately, like, they're not going to tell me that they think I'm a dick, probably, because people usually don't. Mm-hmm. They just fester inside. And, oh, God. And then, then they have to do the work to, yeah. like, not do that in the way that I have to do the work to not do that. So, yeah, just just constantly trying to grow as a person and it's exhausting and I'm tired of it. (laughs) 
Because I think a lot of other people are just kind of cruising. That's what it seems like. I but really, we don't see other people yeah, in their I lives. really, I doubt that they are. Yeah. And that's that's something that I have to tell myself. It's something that I tell my friends when they're just like, yeah, like you're saying, like, oh, I think that that person feels. It's like, but I think that they probably are going through their own hard stuff. Sure. Yeah. You know, and everyone's trying to figure this shit out. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Unless they're just like super. I don't know. I can't even say that. It's like even somebody that's like really well off probably has their own problems. Somebody sure. that's like kind of dumb probably has their own problems. <laughs> that's mean. Like the ignorance is bliss thing. Or it's like you just don't know how bad things are. I think I. I, th- I don't know. I that's think there's mean. a part of me that really wishes people were more open about like sort of everyday struggles. Mm-hmm. But maybe I don't want that because then I would think about them and worry about them. I don't know what I want out of life. Like sometimes it's other... hard when somebody's just totally venting about all the stuff that's going on in their life constantly. Yeah, which I feel so, like I do. Yeah. But I think I'm just having a real experience this year, and it happened to happen in concert with doing the podcast, right? So now I'm realizing that I'm recording all of these things, going like, "Oh God, I am really insufferable." Yeah. But a lot of people have been very complimentary, like, "You're so sweet." Like, I love listening to you puzzle through something. I'm like, why? Maybe other uh, again, whatever. I don't want to reflect on what other people listening to this might be thinking, but if you relate to that, and it's just like, "Oh, I'm not alone." Yeah. That's very nice. I can't imagine that my feelings are super unique. Like, a lot of it's, like, feminine socialization Mm -hmm. and things, like, like being available to people and trying to, like, be, like, have a lot of utility. Yeah. Well, there's that whole metafilter thread on emotional labor that was, like, I read that for eight hours and I still didn't read everything. Yeah. So, like, so many people have the same experiences around... Yeah. Doing all this work and not necessarily being recognized for it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a pretty common theme among a lot of folks. Becoming aware of it, but not really knowing how to stop it is awful. Like yes. it's a very bad feel. Like I, I almost wish I was still ignorant about it or that I had more uh, ability to just say no to things, mm-hmm. but I'm working on it. I am doing it more. Like yeah. I've said no to, a, we've talked about this. Like I've said no to a couple of things that I just didn't feel like doing. And then I was like, oh, people were upset for like three minutes and then they were fine. Yay. Isn't that amazing? Well, but this like, is part of the, just keep doing that. Just keep doing it. And so, yeah, I am trying, but it's, it, you know, opportunities come up and it's like, do I really want to make this like my cognitive behavioral work right now? But I kind of have to. Mm-hmm. I just sort of need somebody smarter than me to tell me what to do a part of the time. <laughs> Just to, like, help me make my better habits. And I think that's what therapy is, kind of. Yeah, I guess it is. It's like, I just need somebody who's really, like, cool and nice that I pay to just sort of give me a bit of a scaffold for my weeks. Mm-hmm. And not, like, tell me what to do 100% of the time, but just some of the time. Yeah. Would be helpful. I really liked your goal setting. That was, like, when I felt really in a funk last February mm-hmm. and was just like, I don't know what to do. I'm not really satisfied in my job. And I kind of made all these lists of, like, here are the things that I bring to the table. Yeah. 